Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. On a football Friday, we welcome you to Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. 106.3 on the FM dial. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're here for the next couple of hours talking a whole lot of football with you and glad you can spend uh, some of that time here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, this is what's cooking here uh, this morning. We will start at 1030 with Dave Sproul. Covers Iowa State for 1430 KASI. That is where Iowa State plays uh, in Story County. Dave Sproul on Iowa State at 1030. Tom Cakert will follow Dave at 1045. We'll get the Hawks perspective on Cy Hawk with Tom Cakert coming up at 10.45. At 11.05, Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football taking a look at a handful of games. Uh, we'll give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Claxons giveaway at 11.35. We'll make our picks before we get out of here just before noon on a much-anticipated countdown uh, to tomorrow afternoon where the sun is going to be beating down on Jack Trice Stadium. 93 degrees forecast at kickoff time. ABC will be here. Game day will be here. We don't know who the guest picker is going to be. Chris Williams seems to think that he knows. And he's riling up a hornet's he nest. He sure has with that little uh, cryptic tweet that he put out there. If it is who I hear it is, Cyclone fans are not going to be pleased. Well, we shall see uh, if Chris's um, uh, focus of his tweet comes to pass or not. Do you have any idea what it's going to be? I know it's not going to be, well, I shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading Qu- Chris's tweet... Um, let me get it in front of me, the exact tweet, because he said something about him, not her. Oh, okay. So, so you're crossing out females. Crossing out females. So we're halfway home. We've, <laughs> we've got a good jump on this. Right, right. What, what, is his, uh, what is his tweet? It's like horse race betting, right, where you just eliminate some at the top? Right, exactly. Well, we've eliminated half the field here. Dread, say, take a field to 12 and start to trying to narrow it down. If college football day, game day guest picker is who most people I'm talking to believe it is, Iowa State fans are going to boo him off the stage. Oh, so Jordan that, Bohannon. Boy, they can't do that, can they? No, they can't. I can't do that. Could they do dual picks with George Niang and Jordan Now, that Bo- would be great if they did. Yeah. That, that would be... But Iowa State fans would be upset... If Bohanna was on the stage. Because it's their... Right. ...game. It's their home game. It's their home game, sure. Who was it two years ago? Some Eric, country- Eric Church or something, yeah, I, wasn't it? Yeah, I know nothing about him. Not I don't either. Music. Now, my theory is another country music person that's going to be in Des Moines for a concert Saturday night. And that is? Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. Okay, he's had some. He's had a lot of success. He absolutely has. And on top of it, he wrote that 9-11 memorial song. Oh, I didn't know that. So you can kind of put those two things together, mm-hmm. do two connections. Of course, they didn't go to the Air Force-Navy game that a lot of people anticipated mm-hmm. they would this weekend. And CBS will be there with their pregame right. show, correct? Yeah. So that's at least a theory. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no information. I have talked to absolutely so, nobody. why would Iowa State fans boo Alan Jackson off the stage? It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. What do they have against him? I know of nothing. Right. So maybe my theory's off on that one. So somebody that they're going to boo off the stage. Well, apparently Trey Young's in town. And this is Kohler's 
good friend, uh-huh. played uh, high school ball together. Here's the thing with him, uh, where I could see them maybe getting a little hot under the collar. He went to Oklahoma. Right. Oklahoma. <laughs> They're leaving. They're leaving. Right. And they've caused this now, it's not officially official, but it is official, because the Big 12 put out their announcement that they've uh, officially invited uh, the four schools that we anticipated would get the invite. And it's been no secret. It's not just we. It's been out there. Mm-hmm. Um so they would boo Trey Young off. They boo Trey Young I, off the stage. He's not that hateable. Uh, right. Was it his decision? No. He went to Oklahoma. Right. For a year. For a year. Right. For a year. For a year. Uh huh. I don't see him being. I wouldn't also. boo him off the stage. Bob Bullsby would they boo him off they stage? They would boo Bob Bullsby off the stage. Yes. Obviously, connections to both state schools. Yeah. Dan Gable has connections to both state schools. And the question would they was they boo at- him off. <sighs> I wouldn't think so. Matt Nelson from Wide Right Natty Light, he asked Williams about Dan Gable, and he said, no, worse than that. That was his response? Yeah. Worse than worse than Dan Gable? Why was... What's There's a lot of Dan negativity Gable? to Gable because of oh, what he did politics. at Iowa. And his politics, maybe, right? I think more than anything. Because he left Iowa State and went to Iowa? Right. Yeah. And the success that he had. Mm-hmm. Rankles a few cyclones. I guess, yeah. Still worse his, than Gable? In his office, there's still that uh, diploma from Iowa State. Right. Still wore the cardinal and gold uh-huh. and the beautiful robe. You ever see the picture of him in the robes that they used to yes, wear, the warm-up robe? I did. Oh. Yes, I have. And when I go to a high school wrestling meet and see kids that still pull those out. Is or, that right? It is so good. That's awesome. Everybody should have those. Yeah, that's when, awesome. when Jack's wrestling, he's going to get a robe. So Jack's going to wrestle. Well, he's still in the first percentile for height, so hmm? don't think hoops is in his future. No. Now, Dad could get away with it at the North Iowa Conference. Not so much in the CIML. <laughs> uh, Five, six, two guards don't work very well. No, there. they don't. <laughs> they absolutely don't. Well, we'll see. Uh, whoever it's going to be, we'll find out at some point tomorrow morning about uh, 1045 when they get off the jet, the net jet that brings them, if indeed that's how they get there. Tom Arnold? That'd be Booze. Hawkeye Yeah, he's a Hawkeye, yeah. Ashton Kutcher, same thing. Same thing, yeah. Some Twitter speculation about those two with obviously more of a Hawkeye connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would lead to Booze. Yeah, but they're Iowans, but that would lead to booze. It would, yeah, would lead to booze. If there was if it was game day over in Iowa City, that would be, you know, that would make a lot more sense. We will find out. Uh NFL last night, Trent, what a what a uh, lid lifter, right? I mean, it's almost like it was it's, it's not orchestrated, don't get me wrong. But they couldn't the NFL could not have asked for a better opening night than the one that they got with the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all times, against Dak Prescott, who made it through, what, five weeks of the NFL season? And was dominating. And really was good, Trent. You're 100% right. In that five weeks he was there, didn't do hardly anything the first three weeks of hard knocks, uh, got a little bit involved uh, in practice, uh, is what I mean, um, late, in the sh- uh, late in the series, so you could see he was starting to you know, get a little bit more active, do a little bit more thing. They wanted to, obviously, err on the side of caution with their franchise quarterback. And what a duel we got. Prescott versus Brady was as good as it gets. Um, I know there's a lot of folks that that's uh, offensive pass interference. Yeah, he should receive Academy Award because that was as big of a flop as I've seen. He was on his heels, and, on his heels, and Collinsworth brought that up, and he did. He's After a wide receiver. Al Michaels, yeah, was very. Oh, that's all. No, Collinsworth had to you know, tap the brakes a little bit because on those back shoulder throws mm-hmm. or the cornerback as they're kind of turning back in towards it. They are on their back feet. They're, they're on their heels. And because of that, any slight kind mm-hmm. of contact, and there's going to be contact, sure, 
it certainly wasn't egregious. No, 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 no. And Trump, watch his head. Watch the deep. He snaps his head back, mm-hmm. and then the arms go back. You got a flail. To really emphasize it. I mean, if that, that I get it, it's football, but that kind of took a page out of the other football mm-hmm. with, with the flop. Right. Uh, um, I. I know why Dallas fans are hot under the collar. Uh, we've seen it called before. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought, yeah, that's that's close. But then, and Collinsworth pointed out, he was on his back heels. And then when you take a look at it, I still think it was a flop. Regardless, it was a hell of a football game. We it was were a hell of a game. Entertained throughout. Oh, start to finish. It was back and forth. Uh-huh. Just the perfect lid lifter with the perfect team. I can't wait to see the TV numbers that are going to come out. Oh, my. Can you imagine it's what that did? It's going to be a monster. America's team. Tom Brady, who, by the way, what can't he do? Those two commercials, the one with his wife and the one with this, that starts out like it's a fragrance commercial. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? The Subway commercial? Yeah. I hadn't seen either of them until last night. He can act. Yes. On top of everything else that he does at the highest of high levels. He can act. The one where those guys in the, we don't want you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean, in the bar, um, I, I think it's for crypto something. I don't get it. Um, but boy, he, I mean, and they're, they're, are they the best looking couple in America? Well, they're on the short list at the very right? least. Yeah. I mean, Brady and, and Giselle Bunchen, who makes more money than her, than her quarterback husband, yes. For getting her picture, to, I mean, she's beautiful, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady likewise. What a perfect! I mean, what what's wrong in their lives? Everybody that's listening has something, right? Right. right. We're having trouble paying the bills, or somebody's sick, or what? What is wrong in their lives? It seems perfect on the outside. Well, he is getting hit seventeen, eighteen weeks right, a year, getting well compensated for doing so, yes, and winning is. a whole bunch of rings, and will go down as the greatest to ever play the position, and still doing so at forty-four years of age. Trent, he's getting better. He's getting the ball out of his hand quicker today than he was 10 years ago. He's getting better with age. He's getting better, yes. Because go back, there were times a decade ago, 10 years ago, where it felt like it was over. It's coming to the end. It's coming to the end. We're talking 2012, I think that was the season. It's 10 years ago. I mean, I wish I could go back. No, I don't. And listen to all the times I said, it's not the same player. Right. You can start to see the uh, father time catches up with everybody. Well, um, you know, the last couple of years, I've had a a caveat to that, except Tom Brady. Yes. Because Tom Brady so far has outrun father time. And that game last night had everything. It had everything. It felt so good for Zerline to hit that field goal to give the the Cowboys the lead. Yeah, tough night. Bad back. Uh Back off-season surgery. And And didn't kick in preseason. Right. Guy's really, really talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the power of the leg, Greg the leg for a reason, because yeah. he's as powerful of a kicker as you have in the league. But to see him and just absolutely nut that thing right down the oh, middle, too. Yeah. Because even though it was good, I didn't think it was over. I thought it was over at that point. When they lined up to kick 48, 48, or, uh, the, night, the way this kid's nice going, no shot. Right I felt good about it. I thought he was going to knock it through. Yeah. And then suck up with the answer, and you do way too much time for mm-hmm. Brady. Fun game. Yeah, it was a let's, fun game. Let's get, let's get a lot more of those. Huh? I, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, I had a good night last night. I had Tampa Bay plus 73. Yes, good. So I, I cashed. <laughs> you also had the minus 14 and a half. No, I didn't play. Oh, you didn't do that? No, I, I tried to get on my app and find a way to tease. Oh, okay. And I couldn't figure it out. Um, so that was good because I, I really lost. I got involved with the well. same game parlay again. Hit it last night. I sent you that screenshot yeah. as I was coasting into victory until... Dallas came back, and then I got mm-hmm. a little nervous. But mm-hmm. had Tampa Bay on the money line, the over, 
What was the other? Dak Prescott, two touchdown passes and an interception from Brady. Plus 340. I like those same game parlays. Might have to build one here before the end of the show for the Cyhawk game. See what I can put together and, and see if we can find a fun yeah, one. Yeah, there's there's nowhere near the list of parley opportunities. Because right. well, you know we don't get player props. That's right. Travis Dvorak of Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, he's done a good job keeping the media, the talk shows that are interested in this type of thing, uh, apprised of what's going on with DraftKings and Bet Rivers. This, everybody should be doing this, Trent. Yes. It's And when you get beat, beat badly, if you get beat badly in the state of Iowa, let us know. Mm-hmm. That's good publicity. Yes. For you. Even though you're going to, you know, put a whole bunch of money in somebody else's account. Speaking of a bunch of money, did you see the bet though? The the the, the fool, and he is a fool, who bet Boston College on the money line. He bet a hundred thousand dollars on Boston College to beat UMass this weekend. If he hits, do you know what he makes? A dollar. No. A dollar. What? Some some guy bet a hundred thousand dollars to win a buck. To win a buck. On, 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 he bet Boston College on the money line over UMass. It's a little bit different than David the promos. David Purdom tweeted it out. The promos we talk about with DraftKings. Right. But $100,000 to win a, buck. a dollar. Mm-hmm. What's the point? I, well, I, I, sadly, I, I have an idea what's behind it. You know, let's wash this. Oh, okay. I mean, i got to think. Right? Why else would you do that? Sure. No, and that makes perfect sense, actually, that mm-hmm. you say that. Didn't even... I never... Thought about that angle. Is that prevalent? I'd be naive to think that it doesn't happen. Taking me down a road I've never, my mind has never gone to before. Thankfully, you and I have. (laughs) Makes perfect sense, though. Yeah. $100,000 to win a buck. It's it's just absolutely nuts. All right, the game unbelievable. Uh, Last night, we look forward to another weekend of uh, fantastic NFL. It's just different when they're both playing, isn't Mm -hmm. it? This time of year, and you just blink and it's it's gone. Baseball, real quick, anything from baseball last night? I know it takes a backseat. A huge backseat. Yeah, especially when Cyhawk is is so prevalent in in our state and such a meaningful game and all the pomp and circumstance around. You know, credit where credit is due. I don't know who comes up with these skits for sound off. I, I don't know who the team is that actually writes them. Mm-hmm. Do they all sit down around the table and put their heads? They do a great job. I know it's hokey. I know it's Iowa. But it means something to those small towns that they stop in. Absolutely. Right? I still remember when Ragbri came through Osage. Sure. And what a huge deal that was and how just incredible it was to have this event come through your small mm-hmm. town and you could show it off. And everyone's you know, washing off the sidewalks and get the hose out, making everything look nice. Same thing here. Comes through Humboldt. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's mm-hmm. a huge deal. I get, those kind of things are so important. They, they make the small town living, the community yes. aspect of it. I love it. The I, whole town comes on. Oh, not the whole town, but you get my point. The right. town square is full, mm-hmm. and they're showing their pride. They're hawks. They're clones. They're showing off their small town. Good for them for continuing to do that. And right. the skits that they come up with. Um, that's some creativity. It Whoever is. the creative one is on that team. it's. Uh, I heard them last Friday. So I was in the side studio doing some work, and they were just talking after the show, mm-hmm. Murph and Andy, and it was Sipker yeah. and Keith. Sipker's got to play a big role. He seems like he's a pretty creative Yes, dude. absolutely. And they were just talking about ideas, and they were one of their first skits that they did was the golf course on Monday. And they were just talking about, hey, what mm-hmm. are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And Fails said, all right, let's make sure it's good. you know." And yeah. that's another part of it. All of those people involved, they're not just going to do something to do something. There is real thought. It's not, yes. it's not flip on the camera and see what happens. Right. There is real thought 
real ideas that go mm-hmm. into it, and that's why you get the gold you do. Yeah, and they do. Look, I know they work here, and we're not blowing smoke where it doesn't deserve to be blown. It does. They do a great job. I think uh, if you can cut through it, uh, you know, take your whatever your fandom is, if they um, see it for what it is, and that's showcasing this wonderful state that we are fortunate enough to call home. All right, uh, so the Cyhawk game itself, have you come up with an opinion that's different from Monday? Or we, we're off on Monday. Right. From Tuesday, I thought it's, I still have the same belief that it's a low-scoring football game. Mm-hmm. I know that on Tuesday we came in here and I was, I mean, how's Iowa State going to score on this defense? That was a little hyperbolic and I stated as much. Um but I still think this is a low-scoring football game, and I have no idea who's going to win. And all winter long, I was convinced that this is the end of this. Campbell cannot can, cannot beat Kirk Ferentz. I thought he was going to do so, and maybe it would be by you know a fair margin. Uh-uh. Not going that direction I don't, anymore. I can't. This thing's coming down to the end. As I said earlier this week, I bet, is there a tie in regulation? Yes. At FanDuel, 16-1. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I do think this is going to be a tight game. I'm going to paint a picture, and I'll give my prediction right now. Late in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. Iowa gets the football back, down 17-13. Low scoring, like you said, this is a slugfest. This is physical. This is old school football, back and forth, a couple of big plays. 17-13, the clones have the lead, and here comes Spencer Peters trotting out onto the field, much maligned certainly by this broadcaster and many <laughs> others. As he trots out on the field, he gets a first down and another. And so the clock ticks inside of two minutes. He goes to the sideline. Pick six the other way. Oh, Iowa no. State seals it. 24-13 final. Clones win. Clones cover. Most importantly for me, the under hits. That's what I'm looking for because I'm with you. 46 and a half. Feels like way too many. There's a prediction right nah, there. Don't kill my guy, Petrus. Well, haven't had a turnover in the last five Cyhawk games. The That's Hawkeyes a crazy it. stat. I'm, I'm, that can't continue. Right. I mean, Mike Rose was asked that at, at, at the media veil. Middle of, I think it caught them off guard. What? Really? Shocking. It is a shocking statistic. It's not playing perfect football, but it's playing mistake-free right. football. Totally agree with you. And look at the mistakes that Iowa State has made in those games. Of course, we well, all remember yeah. the punt return, mm-hmm. but many others. Opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Iowa has struggled to move the football against the new defense of Iowa State as well. Is Goodson, is he good for 20 carries, even for 85 yards? That seems who, who, um, who has the most yards? Which of the two, Hall or Goodson? That's going to be one of our Claxons props. I would say Hall. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. He said after the game, it was the worst, worst game, game of his he's ever career. played. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be ready to go. That offensive line, I think, is going to play much well, better. Well, the offensive line, I don't think, had a good week. They, they heard about that they yeah. did not play up to expectations. Um, and... They they've got they've got a defense in front of them, man. Yes, they've got a defense in front of them. Who's the key to this game? Is there one guy? Is it is it as simple as it's the QB because that's the most important position in sports? You hate to just make it that dumbed down, but, it's, but I think that is it, it is. Purdy. Yeah, it's quarterback play. Uh huh. Is it Petrus? Two elite defenses. I yes. think these are two great defenses. I do too. Two of the top ten, certainly in the country. Top to bottom. How about Alabama, by the way, reaching out to Haycock this offseason? Yeah. Hey, Alabama. The Patriots did a couple years it's back. It's incredible. I mean, that was just uh, put out there today, the list of, I saw it on Twitter somewhere. Of school. We go back to Monday night when they were talking about uh, the old Miss staff, Durkin and company making their way to Ames. Um, and Alabama, Nick Saban reached out for some advice. Doing pretty well. Yeah, they Saban really are. Making a phone call to you. I think it comes down to that, though. I don't see either team having great rushing games. 
And like you've talked does about... The winner, does the winner... Well, does the whoever leads the ground game, does Goodson or Hall break a hundo? I don't think I so. I don't think so either. Though, about, are we sure about Indiana as good as they were a year ago? Their secondary's good. Well, in Indiana, couldn't run the ball last year. And mm-hmm. they still can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. So, Despite the transfer. Are we overrating Iowa's rush defense in that front four? Played a lot of dudes, saw some good things, but it's not exactly an elite offensive line for Indiana. It's a team that normally doesn't run the ball. Of course, the way the game played out, you're not going to be running it as you're trailing mm-hmm. and trying to come back. So kind of all those things. Did we? Are we overstating just how good the front four for Iowa was on Saturday? I think we are a little bit. Maybe. And I think we're also overstating how bad that offensive line for Iowa State looked. They can't be that bad. Now, I think Brees Hall... You and I some credit. Has, yeah, and there, there's a piece of it, too. I think that offensive line is not nearly as good as a lot of people. Like, you open up Phil Steele. He's got him in the top 10 in the mm-hmm. country. I never saw that. I saw right. Brees Hall. Brees Hall covered up sure. a lot of those ills of the offensive line. They're okay. They're a lot better than they were five years ago. Yeah. Remember how bad they were up uh-huh. front, especially at the beginning uh-huh. of seasons. Oof. It was as bad of an offensive line as Iowa State's had, Mm -hmm. certainly in recent history. And by the end of each of those first couple of seasons, they had turned that around. But I don't think it's that great. You look at the talent there. Is Downing the only guy that's going to play on Sundays? Hard to say. Those two youngsters on the right side of the line, Mm -hmm. I want to see more of them. How about this tweet? It's Friday of Cyhawk, and I hear I'm Ken Miller talk about how beautiful and handsome Tom Brady is. (laughs) What a world we live in. That's where we are. Well done. Well, he is. So is she. What a couple. What an unbelievable story, those two. All right. We will uh, come back. Uh, Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Now, what did he, he took a, heli, a military helicopter ride yesterday. You mentioned that. I saw he tweeted it out. Yeah. He's jumping on a military helicopter. We'll have to get the story behind that. There's got to be one, right? I mean, it's not every day you get an opportunity to jump on board. So, Sproul on Iowa State and the helicopter ride. Uh, Tom Kakert on the Hawks. Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football. Real quick, just, uh, you know, your thoughts. We kind of started with this and got off of it, mm-hmm. as we normally want to do. We're all over the place. Um, the Big 12 has expanded, yeah, and it will be official uh, uh, this afternoon. All of the schools are going to, yep, we're good. We're in. BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida. Like, it's not bad. No, not it's at all. It's not bad at all. And it's good basketball, too. It's great basketball. I know it's a football decision, mm-hmm. but you lose a couple of heavy heads in Texas and Oklahoma for football. You know what? As much flack as Bob Bowlesby took, and it's I think mostly predicated on the day before at Big 12. No, we're sleeping fine. There's, right. there's yeah. nothing on the horizon the next day the shoe drops. Um, I think he did pretty well and did so in um, a, a time frame that I think is, uh, surprised some people. That it came together this yes. quickly. Yes. I think a big piece of it is, what, four years ago when they vetted all these schools? Uh, good point. So they already had a leg done up. Yep, yep, they, good point. They know the positives. And another thing that I heard, I can't remember where it came from, I apologize, but they mentioned a big conversation piece with Bullsby and the rest of the athletic directors as they were talking to TV people. This was, who are the schools that make the most sense? What TV people, I wonder? Well, probably Fox instead of ESPN, I was going to say, I mean, right. how can Bullsby go back? And it very well, you know, there's people out there that do this for a living, you sure. know, that, that work in that business, and it doesn't have to be an executive for ESPN, just in general, mm-hmm. TV executives and those kind of people. But they said more than anything, out of the four teams that are coming, coming in, the biggest one by far was BYU. Yeah. And how I didn't quickly. think they'd get them. I didn't think that they would, because you go back to the way it ended last time, mm-hmm. and there was, you know, some non-sports. Yes. Um, 
items that didn't seem to check those boxes and were a non-starter. Who knows? Maybe they were just doing their due diligence in advance and had no intention of, but in case there comes a time when yeah. we do need this, right? That's fair. Um, we'll see. Anyways, 1025. Dave Sproul next on Iowa State. Cakert at 45 on Iowa. Miller and Condon till noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Welcome back, 1460, KXNO 106.3 FM. Dave Sproul, KASI 1430 on the AM dial. He covers Iowa State. Did so at the press conferences, etc. this week. Zoom opportunities, let's pick his brain. But before we do that, I want to know about that military helicopter ride that you took yesterday, Dave Sproul. You posted four pics on your Twitter account. How did that come about? Well, there's an organization uh, called Friends of Army Aviation that apparently they go around the country and offer uh, rides on a military helicopter. I believe the one I was on was called a Huey, and uh, they are named uh, today and Sunday. They're going to be in Boone tomorrow, and the money they raise goes to benefit uh, veterans. It, uh, it was 80 bucks for the ride, and uh, it was about 10, 15 minutes in the air, and That's it was great. worth every penny. It was, it was kind of a thrill. So I mean, you know what? Uh, I didn't expect that to be your answer. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad it is. So um, it's, it's a great cause. How do people, if they're so inclined, you mentioned it's eighty dollars to take this ride. What What do they do? Do you have any particulars as to, you know, if they if they do want to uh, get, take advantage of that opportunity? Yeah, for tomorrow and Sunday's event, you can go to friendsofarmyaviation.org. You can pay in advance there, or you can just. You could probably just walk up. I know it's, that's what I did yesterday, and so you could probably just roll up to the Ames Airport today and Sunday, or the, I think it's the Boone Airport tomorrow. You could probably just roll up and pay your eighty bucks and, and get on uh, in pretty short order. At least they'll or they'll hold a spot for you on uh, on a future ride. So do, do they uh, give not not difficult at all? Did they give you a headset so you can listen in what's going on? <laughs> no, they, they have earphones to block okay. out the noise, but no no communication on there. And it's not enclosed, right? I mean, the, the, the picture I'm looking at doesn't look as though there's. I mean, it's it's the seat, and then it's well, air, right? Yep, the doors are are wide open. Yep. Coupled in, it's the, the same way you would be on a commercial airliner, but they they bank that thing hard to the left, <laughs> wow. and uh, you're looking pretty much straight down at the ground there for a second. So well worth the money. Well, hopefully the Cyhawk game tomorrow is as well. Cool story, Dave Sproul. Uh, glad you shared it with us, and glad you took advantage of that opportunity. Um, Cyhawk tomorrow, you've heard all of the, the, the talk uh, leading up to it as far as from the Iowa State perspective. Anything you heard this week uh, more relevant than anything else in your mind? What stuck with you, I guess? Well, the biggest thing for me is the availability of Charlie Kohler. And it sounds yeah. like he will more likely than not be able to play. I'm not saying it's 100% certainty, but uh, Matt Campbell sounded more optimistic than he typically does when talking about injuries. So I think that's a pretty good sign that Kohler will at least see the field, maybe not 100%. Uh, I think he probably could have gone last week if it was really, really important for for the Cyclones to, to need him out there. And I I think he would have been something of a difference maker, not in that he would have had eight catches for 150 yards and a couple touchdowns, but just the fact that he opens things up for the other receivers. He's a key blocker in the run game for Brees Hall. And it's just another option out there that the defense has to account for. So I think Iowa State's offense would have looked a bit better last week had he been on the field, and I think he could be a significant difference maker for the Cyclones tomorrow. 
Orion Vance. He was banged up in the game. I thought Gary Vaughn came in, played really well too. in his replace. But yep. we know Vance, he's just such a talented guy. He can come off the edge, really good in those blitz packages. What do you know about Orion Vance? My impression on him is closer to 50-50. And if he does play, I'm sure he and Vaughn will probably share time. So it sounds like he might be a little more banged up, might be a little more hobbled. So if he sees the field, it's hard to imagine, at least from where I'm sitting, that he would play a full game. Uh, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that, I guess, because um, it, it's, they do have a guy in Gary Vaughn who can capably step up. Unlike with, with Charlie Kohler, you don't have another receiving threat on the same level as Kohler in the tight end game. You have a guy in Vaughn who filled in pretty well. Might not be as good as Vance, but that he filled that gap pretty admirably last week. So you don't really have to push Vance maybe as hard as you might want to push Kohler for an important game like this one. Uh, did Chase Allen even, was he even targeted in the football game? I mean, there was no reception by the tight end position. Um the, the the fullback, I think, got one. What's the name? Russ. He got one. Um but I don't think think Chase was there a target directed towards a tight end last week. Is that as I recall, at least once, maybe twice, the pass was thrown in Allen's direction. Okay. But again, that gets back to the you know the difference between him and Russ and and a guy like Kohler. Mm-hmm. Kohler is such a you know much more important threat in the passing game that you have to account for him more so. Wide receiver spot. We've talked a lot about that this week. We know Hutchinson. He is a known commodity. Milton working his way back after the injury-plagued season a year ago. I know there's been a lot of buzz about Jalen Null, but he's fast. Still just a freshman out there. Who do you anticipate, not just this week, but going forward, who's going to emerge as that number 2 threat in the wide receiver group? Well, I think Null certainly has as good a chance as anybody. He's a true freshman, but like you said, really athletic and talented, very fast. And they made it, it looked like they made an intentional decision to throw his way or at least uh, a little bit, uh, at least once early in the game, just to get his feet wet, get him into the flow of the game, and get that first catch, get some of those nerves out of the way early. And their guy, I, I, he's a guy I think, you know, might be able to help in special teams. I think he's uh, at least a, a possibility of kick return, even though we didn't see him there last week. Um, but he, he's a guy who's probably he's going to work his way into the rotation, or actually has already worked his way in the rotation, can maybe work his way up uh, as uh, he goes along and advances in this, this offense. Certainly, you know, Darian Porter and Darren Wilson have opportunities to also make uh, contributions. But the fact that they they made a, a point of getting the ball to Noel early uh, tells you uh, how much belief they have in that guy. How do you see this game, Dave Sproul? Low-scoring game? Somebody who's going to, what offense is going to have the most success against both teams' stout defenses? How do you see this game? Yeah, typically these games are pretty low scoring. I think the last time, you know, we had a high scoring one was the 44-41 game, if I remember right, some years back. That was, yep, that was, and yeah, it took three overtimes or whatever to to get to that number. So typically these are kind of slugfests. These are low scoring, close games, and I don't expect this one will be any different. Uh, Maybe the first team to 20 uh, wins this Mm -hmm. one. And I think it comes down to which team runs the ball better because uh, obviously Iowa's bread and butter for many, many years has been the run game. And Matt Campbell has made no secret, even though he goes about it very differently from an offensive philosophy, but he's made no secret about the fact he wants to run the ball well, too. And that's why guys like David Montgomery and Brees Hall are so important to this, this program because of, of what they bring in that regard. And Iowa State is certainly uh, has a better offensive line now than they've had in past years, and uh, they're going to rely on that. And I think it's whichever team runs the ball better is going to be the winner tomorrow. Dave, you ready to make your prediction here? Let's hear it. No, I don't do predictions, guys. I just... <laughs> Absolutely do not. I 
like I said before, 2011 Oklahoma State game got me out of that business yep. altogether. I just uh, I just hope everybody has fun and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Who's come. the guest picker, Dave? What are you hearing? Uh, all right, it's going to be Tommy Birch. You know what? That's a good choice, and I can see why he would be booed off the stage. Birchy. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun day in Ames uh, tomorrow. Hope it's a good football game. It lives up to the hype that the game has certainly had. No doubt about that. Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI on the AM dial. Dave, um, well, I won't talk to you next. Are you not going to Vegas, are you? Uh, I'm afraid I am not. All right, um, we'll talk to you. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Trent will talk to you next week. I am going to Vegas. Looking forward to uh, going out there and seeing Allegiant Stadium for the first time in person. So, anyways, Dave, enjoy tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 on the AM dial. Not in the prediction business. Doesn't want to go on record. No. I get it. I get it. i got no problem with that. If he doesn't want to, it's going to be a close game. It's going to, is it is the when is the game decided? On the pick six inside of two so minutes. So inside two minutes, you're sticking yep. with it. Twenty four thirteen. Iowa gets the ball back again with how much time on the if it pick six is right. Yeah, clones kickoff. Fifty two seconds One more left. chance. Yeah, throws no away four outs. straight times. I just can't believe in the kid. I got to really it. don't. I just climb the pocket. Yeah. Stand tall, deliver the ball, mm-hmm. actually move left in the pocket as opposed to right every single time. Well, he moved left last week and and um, and missed a wide open receiver. Yeah. Um, Got to see more. Yeah, but it's, he's going to be. It's a hostile. He never played in front of an imposing fan base. It's a huge part of it too. In college, yes. Uh, as as a starter, we'll see. Tom Caker next. Iowa's perspective. HawkeyeReport.com. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. 106. Is Iowa State going to play this coming out of the tunnel? Got their black uniforms on. <laughs> Welcome back, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. No, I'm guessing no. Probably not. No, don't think that's going to happen. Uh, welcome back to the program. We just talked Iowa State with our friend Dave Sproul from KASI, 1430 AM. Let's get Tom Kakert. He covers the Hawks at HawkeyeReport.com. Hello, Tom Kakert. Trenton Ken, how are you? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Have you had enough hype, enough buildup for this game yet, or do you need a few more days? Uh, it, it, let's just let's just have another week of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. The thing that's getting everybody riled up on social media this morning is apparently uh, the uh, guest picker might uh-huh. not be very friendly to the uh, to the cyclone side of things, which well, is going to make them mad. I just searched Ashton Kutcher's name on Twitter. Oh goodness! Oh yeah. my! Yeah, yeah. I hope he stays away from that. It's it's unbelievable. If we don't know if he's going to be the guy or not, we we shall. Do you have any idea? Uh, everybody seems to think it's Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, well, we'll see. He is an Iowan, uh, and as famous an Iowan right now, I think, uh, as there is. But he's a Hawk fan, and that will uh, rile him up in uh, in Ames. Uh, Tom, the game itself, that's what I care about, and I can't wait for it to proceed because I think, um, look, Trent came up with a – found a prop on FanDuel, 16-1 to if the game goes to overtime. I mean, doesn't this feel to you, Tom, like it's – 
you know, you're in the backyard and the sun's going down and it's last touchdown wins type of thing or last score wins the game. That's kind of how it feels to me in a game where I don't think that there's going to be a lot of scoring. But I do think that this thing is absolutely going to be tight. Yeah, I do too. I just think the the two best uh, units on the field tomorrow are going to be the defenses for both teams. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just uh, my view. I I just think that, you know, I know everybody's, you know, Iowa scored a bunch of points and Iowa State's got Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, but I I just think the the D coordinators are the unsung heroes of both teams Mm -hmm. and they're going to have their their guys ready to go and it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be hot. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I just think, guys, it's just going to be a slog. I just think it's going to be um, a tight game. You know, I have it like seventeen thirteen. That's the prediction I put up today. Because I, I, you know, for our gambling friends out there, bet the under. Yeah, that's the bet. <laughs> I think so. And it's what still forty six, Trent? Forty six and a half, Jeez. and it ticked down a couple of spots to forty six. And I also saw the public at least at one spot. Ninety percent of the bets were on the under. So everybody's agreeing with that. Eh, not always a great thing. No. Maybe that overtime will be the thing that pushes it over mm-hmm. and, and takes it that way. Tom, we talked about it, you and me, off air. Ken and I mentioned it earlier in the program. A huge talking piece. I was not turned the football in this five straight wins of the series. It just feels like, I don't know that it's not inevitable, but that's got to be a talking point, certainly from the Iowa State perspective. And we got to force some turnovers here. And for Iowa, you got a quarterback making his first true road start on Saturday. And it's been, you know, just uh, it's been a big factor in this in this series in recent years. You, you just go back to two years ago, the the the, the friendly fire punt, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, that ended that game essentially uh, for Iowa State, and that those type of things. It's just it's you know, I go back to like um, the O three game when Constantine's blocking punts and that sure. uh, you know in Ames and how that really turned the tide in this uh, in in the game and um you know just I, I, turnovers just matter in this series they do and it's it's amazing that iowa hasn't had one uh, since 2015 when jordan kinzeri fumbled wow. just amazing it, it really is uh seth benson was uh i i thought he played his best football game as a hawk last week tom uh campbell gets all the accolades at the position understandably so 31 is a hell of a player uh and is going to play at the next level uh seth benson um was as good as uh, a, de- a defensive player as the hawks had on the field against indiana last week in my opinion and there were a bunch of guys i mean jacob stood out in the time that he was out there as well dane belton had a good game a lot of guys played real well seth benson I thought has his best game as a hawk. What was behind it? You know, he is really kind of one of those unsung guys that you just you know doesn't get a lot of headlines. Uh, you know, if you ask Iowa fans, they're going to talk about Jack Campbell and Justin Jacobs before they're going to talk about Seth Benson. Mm-hmm. But he's just a low mistake guy, um, really underrated athlete. You watch his pursuit on those plays last week. He just kind of flies the ball and. Uh, brings a lot of heat with him, so I, I really like him. Um, I, I think it's it was interesting they moved him uh, outside a little bit and um, put Campbell in the middle. And I think that's maybe just because Campbell's a little bit bigger. You know, he's about six four, six five, got a little more to his frame, so he can kind of uh, maybe tangle with some of those guys in the middle a little bit and not get lost in the wash. And um, you know, and and Benson's really good in pursuit. 
Their turn. I'll take over. Uh, so, Tom, um, Charlie Jones, is he, isn't he? He was banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a big role. Iowa State won't return punts. Uh, Charlie Jones will for the Hawks. Um, can he? Will he play this week? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like he's going to play. So that's a big, big weapon for Iowa. You know, he's uh, <laughs> he's he's just a wild ride back there. I mean, he's going to bring it back against any. He he doesn't have fair catch in his vocabulary. Right. I don't think, or he just and it's kind of a. It, but boy, he just seems to always make five, ten, fifteen yards every time he returns a punt and. He was really good on kickoffs last week too. So uh, just a you know, in a game like this where a special teams play could make the difference, um, uh, this could be uh, that could be the difference in the game. Tom, the offensive line, a lot of shuffling out there, trying to find the right pieces. I think we've all been impressed by Richmond, and even going back to August and Kids Day, a lot of buzz about him. How close are they to finding that right combination up front, knowing that Shooter will be back sometime, certainly not this week, but in the future? Where are they right now up front? Yeah, I think that's maybe one of the bigger um, question marks this weekend is the, the the offensive line, just because those guys, you know, you, you mentioned Petrus making his first start on the road. Um, you know, four of those five guys are making their first start on the road, mm-hmm. I believe. Cody Gens may have started a game on the road, but I mean, if you count even last week, um, the other four linemen, not named Kyle Linderbaum, have a grand total of ten starts under their belt, and you know four of them started for the first. Four of them were accumulated last week, so it, it's they don't have a lot of starts, and um, they don't have any starts in hostile atmospheres, and that's a big deal. And the communication is going to be needed for you know false starts and things like that are, are going to be really, really important in this game. What do you think that uh, Brian Ferentz and the offensive staff worked on with Petrus this week? What was their concern uh, after the Indiana game, Tom? Where do they, they, they want him to be better? You know, I think they were probably really pretty happy with his decisions with the football. Um, you know, when he didn't have something uh, and he had a lead, he was throwing it away. And I think that's the big thing that they're going to tell him is don't force things to happen in this game because if you try and force something, uh, there's a better chance that it's going to end up not being a very, um, you know, very positive outcome for you. So uh, I, I think that's the big thing is, you know, if there's nothing there, just there's no shame in, in uh, throwing it out of bounds and, and living to fight another day. We know the importance of this game on the national perspective, but after getting one in hand against Indiana, looking what happened at the rest of the Big Ten West, Wisconsin falling at home to Penn State, on and on and on. Even if this thing doesn't go the Hawkeyes' way tomorrow, Iowa still has to feel really good about the position that they are in and looking forward. They've been close, Tom. This is the year it feels like they need to break through and get to Indianapolis. No more excuses. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think after Wisconsin uh, lost last week, uh, it, you know, it's it's way early. We were one weekend, but it felt like Iowa... Um, kind of tapped him on the shoulder and said, "All right, we're we're going to take the driver's seat now." But you know, there's still a game in Madison that's going to be important, <laughs> and um, um, that's not a place where Iowa has done well in recent years. Uh, so, I think that's going to loom over the rest of the season. But yeah, Iowa Iowa looked the best of any of the Big Ten West schools by a by a lot last week. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Tom. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Well, we know you said 1713, but 1713 for which outfit? 
Uh, I picked Iowa State. I picked you the did. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I picked Iowa State. I just think they're um, something weird's going to happen. <laughs> it just feels this just feels like weird weird Saturday coming up, and it's just going to be one of those weird games. And um, I just I think Iowa State's just um, going to have something happen that's going to benefit them, and and that'll be the difference in the game. Well, they certainly are maybe old one after the finish of 2019. What time are you getting over here, Tom, tomorrow? Uh, early as I can. Uh, yeah, we're going to probably get in in and around, around noonish or so just to, just to be safe. Good, uh, good. Have a good, uh, safe trip over. Enjoy the game. Uh, we will read it. Uh, your thoughts pre and post at HawkeyeReport.com. Thank you, Tom Caker. Appreciate it. Thanks, Good to talk to you. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Hour 2 coming up next, 1460-106.3.